Alrighty, everybody. Good afternoon, Guru and Wiz Fantasy Football Podcast, and uh, week number three begins tonight in Cleveland, Ohio. Where uh, let's see if the Cleveland Browns can uh, recover from what transpired to them last Sunday against the Jets. Wiz, how you doing? Yeah, I'm doing. I'm doing well. Um, I think tonight's an interesting game, right? You got two teams that, uh, in in somewhat uh, tumultuous situations, uh, the Browns coming off the game that. They should never, ever have lost to the Jets. Um, and the Steelers, I don't know, with a 10-day break, if this is a bad game for Trubisky, could we see Pickett starting week four? I think there's a you know, distinct possibility of that. So we'll see how it plays out tonight. Yeah, I, I got to say, was, uh, you know, I, whether Pickett makes a difference or not versus Trubisky, I, I think we heard a lot of rumblings uh, from the Pittsburgh Steelers, from the receivers about the play calling. Uh, you know, Canada has been the offensive coordinator of Canada has been under pressure for you know really since last year about the. Uh, you know, I would say the boringness of, of the offense uh, passes down the field, very short yardage type of stuff. And, you know, this is not a good offensive line. Like we, we know that, but uh, you know, there's definitely some pressure in that camp as well. Oh, there's no, there, there is no question about it. I mean, I, I just feel that if the, I'm just hard pressed to believe that the Steelers are going to be a playoff team this year. So my thinking is, you know, you have to take a look at Pickett uh, for an extended amount of time, I think, because next year is a very, very strong quarterback class. And you have to see, you know, did you, did you, did you, is it a hit or miss with that first round pick? And um, I don't know. I just, I'm hard pressed, like I said, to see Trubisky and the Steelers, making a playoff run and uh you know i'm wondering what you think about the browns you think it's better they you know only have a few days off or or uh you know coming off a loss like that because they have to just be doing that they lost a game like that so uh, i guess we'll get to that when we talk about the game but i think the mindset for both of these teams is going to be very interesting when we look at the game tonight yeah no question about that so uh, before we do that though we're going to kind of tackle um uh, wave a wire suggestions. I, I think it's kind of a light week with, with regard to that. Although I, I think there are some things that we, we, we probably need to cover here. So uh, l- let's get to that, Wiz. I think I think if you're sitting there with Tom Brady or Aaron Rodgers right now, there are definitely some concerns from from a fantasy perspective. Uh, also, last week we saw Trey Lance go down. Some people do have Trey Lance as a number one quarterback. Uh, you know, if you took that chance. Obviously, Dak Prescott uh, not playing either. So, you know, some decisions maybe to be made at the quarterback position. Uh, you know, Joe Flacco's thrown for over 300 yards two games in a row, playing in a game against the Bengals where likely they're going to be playing from behind again. So that's, you know, if you're looking to stream something for the week, because I think that that Tampa Bay-Green Bay game is going to be one of those ugly games uh, again uh, as both offenses are trying to figure out where they're going. Um, and as well, there's some enticing matchups from some other players. Jared Goff and the Detroit Lions currently lead the NFL in scoring. Uh, you know, he's available in a number of leagues. And I think uh, Marcus Mariota has an interesting matchup this week against the Seattle Seahawks, Wiz. Yeah, I mean, imagine if you ever thought in a million years you'd be saying, you know, would you pick up and start Flacco, Goff, or Mariota and Sid Brady or Rodgers? But that's a real question coming into this week. Especially well, I, I, I'm telling you right now, I'm doing that. So, you know, it, it, it's reality for me at this point in time. Yeah, I mean, last week, you know, I play, I'm in a league that you play team quarterback. So the fact that Trey Lance got hurt 
<clears throat> didn't you know didn't affect it as much because you have team quarterbacks ended up with Garoppolo. But I benched Brady and I started you know the the San Francisco quarterback situation last year and one uh, last week in one league and uh, yeah I think I think Tampa Bay just doesn't have the receivers. I'm not sure who he's going to throw to that's going to against a, a good Packer defense that is going to equate to 300 yards or 275 yards. It just seems like it's a, it's a real struggle. And um, yeah, I mean, especially Jared Goff, I feel in a game where there could be points against the Vikings or, uh, you know, I saw a stat where it, this is an incredible stat that the Seattle Seahawks are averaging giving up 50 yards per drive. Um, it's almost uh, impossible to believe that, but I looked up the stats and, Mariota and that offense looks okay, and they, you know, they Drake London looks good, and Kyle Pitts may get going this week, uh, or Daryl Patterson. So yeah, I wouldn't mind picking up any of those quarterbacks, especially I think if you're in a real bind with some of these veteran quarterbacks who have their receivers hurt or and or are playing against a good defense this week. Yeah, and I think your options look semi-limited uh, moving on to the running back position. Semi-limited this week. It looks like Connor's going to play. That was one opportunity potential for Darrell Williams or, you know, Benjamin. Uh, so that looks like something that's kind of cleared up. I guess one one of the fuzzy situations that we're looking at right now is Miami's running back situation was, uh, you know, where he most looked terrific last week, much better than, much better than Chase Edmonds. So uh, a player that before this week's waiver wires was available in, in you know, a little over 40%, sorry, a little over 60% uh, in league. So I think, I think that's a player that's going to attract some attention this week. And I'll, I'll just throw one other name out there because he's probably a couple of weeks away from, from being able to play. But I think uh, for those people who own Antonio Gibson uh, or, or maybe are looking for some running back depth, uh, I, I think uh, moving to get Brian Robinson is uh, a, a sooner than later uh, maneuver that needs to be done with. Yeah, I think in shallow leagues, uh, the one player that you mentioned that makes sense is Mostert in that offense. He looked like he had real live legs, and uh, there's some real opportunity there. Uh, you know, I just feel like Edmonds is, is more of a scat back, run, scat back runner, and I'm just I kind of was surprised the first week how, how they used the two players. But uh, they started Mostert. He got most of the run. He looked good, and uh, there'll be a you know, real opportunity there. So in shallow leagues, Mostert is the one guy that stands out. Brian Robinson as well, you know, that'll, he'll be coming back. I'm not sure exactly how long it's going to take to play, but uh, he figures to get in there. And I know there are leagues that have IR spots. So I know in a lot of leagues he's already been rostered. One player who I don't think is rostered in many leagues that I'm going to keep my eye on is Jordan Mason for the 49ers. Um <laughs> That running back, it doesn't seem to be a game the 49ers play, but one of those running backs don't get hurt. So, you know, um, their starting running back, Elijah Mitchell, uh, is going to miss an extended amount of time. Then uh, Tyrion Davis-Price this past week, high ankle sprain. And I don't know. I know that they signed a couple of these veterans, but we know what these guys are. We know what Tevin Coleman is. We know what Marlon Mack is. But Jordan Mason is a rookie, and I think he's going to get an opportunity. And I think out of all of those other guys, um, not named Mostert, um, he's the one guy that I think is most interesting to me because on a team that loves to run and uh, a terrific offensive line. 
Yeah, and uh, I agree. I, I agree with all that. Uh, moving to receiver, Wiz. Uh, you know, we you we've talked about Tampa Bay's situation. And I think you know if you're looking for plug and play, you know maybe a Perryman or a Scotty Miller, but it's kind of messy. Those bo- both of those players are actually banged up as well. Julio Jones may give an attempt to play this week. Green Bay, you know, trying to figure out who's going to lead that team in receiving from week to week. Look like it's going to be a complete headache. Uh, you know, for for me, the focus is going to be on guys that were low ownership. Obviously, Garrett Wilson with a big week last week two touchdowns, but he's going to be immensely popular as a pickup. You know, we've talked about both both Dorch, uh, Greg Dorch and, and Noah Brown here on previous podcasts. Uh, both of those guys have been playing excellent, and uh, their opportunity remains to be the case right now. I think Jacoby Myers owned way too little in, in too many leagues. He is the main pass catcher. And I'm somewhat intrigued by what's going on with the Giants. Kenny Galladay has basically been removed from the equation. Sterling Shepard came back with a big week in terms of targets, and the guys that have been on the field most Mostly have been Richie James and and last week David Sills joining him. So uh, curious to know what you think about the uh, options at the receiver position was. Yeah, Dorch is, you know, I, I think they really haven't been uh, transparent about that injury to Rondell Moore. Uh, you know, now there's things that are coming out more where it's going to be substantial amount of time, maybe another month. Uh, so he is making the most of his opportunity. I specifically was talking about Noah Brown last week and saying the rapport that he has with Cooper Rush. Um, and that's been evident. And uh, I think for the next few weeks until Dak Prescott gets back, that can, that connection is going to continue. Michael Gallup may be a guy that was dropped in some leagues. He'd be a guy that I'd be interested in picking up. Uh, and I don't even mind if you have like Noah Brown and then try and get Gallup as well and, and see how that plays out. So uh, those guys you mentioned all um, guys, if you listened to us the last couple of weeks, you would have uh, picked them up and uh, can continue to recommend those players. Yep. Well done. Well done. We can pat ourselves on the back for that one. No doubt. Uh, tight end whiz uh, injuries still abound at that position as well. Uh, you know, the Kittle stuff has definitely been problematic. Uh, Irv Smith could, could have had a monster day this past week, uh, dropped that one touchdown pass. He did score on a short one, uh, had an opportunity to get a long one. Uh, Evan Ingram was very involved and on the field basically 88% of the time in, in, in the last game and, and caught seven balls. Uh, I think for, for people that are looking for tight ends, you know, those are two names that kind of pop up and uh, maybe would intrigue me, Wiz. I don't know about names that you're seeing at tight end. I mean, if you have George Kittle and you need a guy, Irv Smith, Logan Thomas, Ingram, if Gerald Everett by some chance is available, uh, any of those guys, um, until you see Kittle not only on the field, but see that he's back to his old self. So any of those players, I doubt all of those guys are rostered. But what do you think? you think in... In most leagues, one of, at least one of those players are, are, are available? I, I think at least one of those players are going to be available in most leagues. I do. Yeah, so I mean, they, clearly if you have uh, Kittle. The only thing I want to say about tight end is I know there's a lot of frustration. I have Kyle Pitts in one league, and I, I think he's going to get going. I think he's going to get going in a big way this week. So, Oh, yeah. I, let me tell you something. I, I think if you can trade for Kyle Pitts right now, you do it. Yeah, I, I think uh, yeah, I think he's going to get going uh, now. I mean, you know, just the matchups. Week one, we talked about the Saints. They were they were not a, a good matchup, and uh, and uh, week two against the against the Rams. So I think I think he's going to get going this week. And uh, Kyle Pitts is certainly somebody that if if you're in a league and and somebody is like saying you know 
what you know would you want Kyle Pitts I would I would be all over that I think like you said he's a he's a great buy low candidate at this point yeah I think two weeks in a row you and I have been very negative on Kyle Pitts and uh I think we probably sure. would I think we probably have the opposite view going into this week that's very true all right, so let's move to tonight's game, uh, which uh, on the surface lo- looks like a very boring and unexciting game. Uh, it, it, I, I got a fun stat for you, Wiz. In the last three years, uh, the spread in the game is 38, and currently I saw the Steelers getting four points. That's moved uh, a little bit higher. Uh, but in the last three years, Wiz, when there's a over-under as low as 38 and a half, uh, I think, like I said, sitting somewhere between 38, 38 and a half, uh, seven times in consecutively, uh, that game came in under, uh, which is an interesting stat. Uh, but I just felt I should provide that. Uh, it's Thursday night. Uh, I, I am a big hater of Thursday night football, of course. We've never hid, hidden that fact. Um, so uh, is that a sucker line, Wiz? Are you going anywhere near this game? I, I got to tell you right now, Wiz, I did not look at DraftKings for this game. I'm not really interested in it. I have two prop bets. One has mysteriously disappeared. I'm going to discuss that with you in a second. But I have absolutely no interest on this line, but I just thought it was interesting to bring up uh, that particular stat that I that I just used. Yeah, this is a, you know, a type of game that I'm just going to watch it. Um, you know, I'm, I don't really have much equity in terms of fantasy. I have free move in one league, but really not much else on either side in the game. Um, so I'm going to, I'm going to take a pass. I just don't like the game. Um, yeah. So I'm going to, I'm going to take a pass completely on the game uh, with you as well. Okay. So, uh, so I'll just go to my two prop bets that I, that I, one, what one, which I did not, I have not bet either of them yet, but both of which I'm looking at. Uh, and I'm wondering if it reappears, but Nick Chubb, uh, was six and a half yards receiving that line has mysteriously disappeared. I like the over there. Uh, and I, I'm, I, I think this, all these complaints and noise and usage, uh, it's going to work in one player's favor tonight. And I believe that player is Mr. George Pickens. Uh, the line is 27 and a half receiving yards. Most of the patterns he is running are down the field. And I think he's going to be able to connect a couple of times against the Cleveland Browns. I like the over for Pickens yards this week receiving. Yeah, and I'm going to double dip on one player um, for receptions and for yards. Um, I, the line is just so ridiculous. It's just based on how bad the Steelers' passing game has been. But Deontay Johnson, the last four games he's played against the Cleveland Browns, he had three catches for 95 yards. And in the other three games, he had six catches eight catches, 11 catches. I'm going to go over Deontay Johnson, four and a half receptions, and I'm going to go over the yards, 53 and a half. And this is either going to be the biggest sucker bet that's ever been made um, in terms of Thursday night football, or it's going to be the easiest bet ever won. I'm hoping it's the latter. He has just destroyed Cleveland. They have no answers for him. Um, I know that's been with Roethlisberger. So I'm hoping it continues, but at that low number is four and a half receptions, 53 and a half this morning I saw is the total on yards. I'm going to double dip on Deontay Johnson. Let me ask you a question. Do you see Nick Chubb receiving yards right now when you look at it? Because I, I don't see it. I saw it late last night. I took a look at it, and I, I knew it was in single digits. I thought it was like seven and a half or six and a half, but I've not seen it today. Yeah, it disappeared. Yeah, I, I noticed it. Yeah, or I, I didn't do anything, like I said. So I'm, I'm, wa- I'm waiting to see if that does come back on. Uh, I think that does mean that there was some action put on the line. But uh, 
Yeah, very strange. Very, very strange. Yeah, we'll see. Uh, I'm sure. I'm sure we'll. Uh, I'm sure we'll reappear before uh, gate times. I think what happens in situations like that, honestly, and I hope it doesn't really work against you, is someone in in those type of situations makes a big bet, and they maybe they've caught a weakness, and maybe they've bet over, and they kind of like need a little time to reevaluate, and then it may appear again at maybe nine and a half or ten and a half. So we'll see if that's the case. If that is the case, you know, somebody saw the same thing you did and took advantage of what they felt was a weakness in the line and uh, and made a big wager on it. So we'll see we'll see what it looks like when it does appear back on the board. All right, fantastic, Wiz. Well, that's a wrap. Uh, Guru and Wiz Fantasy Football Podcast. Uh, enjoy the games tonight. Uh, week three begins. Uh, we'll be back later in the week with uh, a- another full episode uh, of our rankings and uh, our wagers for uh, the Sunday and Monday action uh, this coming week. So enjoy it, Wiz. What great job as always, and we'll talk later. Yeah, absolutely. We'll talk um, talk later in the week.